What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this episode of Outside the Arena with Robin Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And we're back this week, another episode, kind of a middle-of-the-week episode, bridging two weeks together. Um, but it's an exciting week. Tomorrow, first game of the season, Bills-Rams. I mean, couldn't be a, couldn't ask for a better first game in the NFL season. Obviously, week one is finally here, crazy to say. But we are going to start in a different league. We're going to talk about the NBA first. There was a big trade that went down this past week, and it involves my Cleveland Cavaliers. They acquired three-time All-Star Donovan Mitchell uh, for a, a big package that included Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, Ochai Abaji, three firsts, and then two pick swaps. Obviously, a huge package. But for the Cleveland Cavaliers, they don't trade Garland, Mobley, Allen. That they now have a big four that that you know propels them right in that conversation in the Eastern Conference. I mean, what are your thoughts on this deal, Rob? Obviously a huge move for the Cavs, and they were good last year, but this is going to pr- most likely take them to a different level. No, yeah, I mean, this move kind of came out of left field. I wasn't really expecting it. I, you know, everybody kind of thought that Donovan Mitchell, it was sort of a foregone conclusion almost, you know, a month ago that Donovan Mitchell was going to end up in New York, Nick, and that sort of ne- never really materialized because I, I, the Knicks weren't, weren't willing to meet the Jazz's demand. And I, I, I I, I, I'm just, I, I think that the Cavs have done really just a wonderful job of rebuilding over the last three years, because I think, I mean, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, I, I think are just so generally underrated. I think Evan Mobley, especially like this guy, Griffin knows how I feel about him, but this guy, I think is a, is a borderline generational talent. Like this guy, I think, you know, along with Giannis in, in, in the future could be the best defensive player in the NBA. And you also have obviously Jared Allen, like those twin towers are just ridiculous Yeah, on the inside. And, you know, I, I think Darius Garland is probably one of the 2025 20, best players in the league. Like this guy is a, 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 like, I, I'm just going through all these youngest because I, I think that the Cavs, because they were dealing with so many injuries last season, obviously we didn't really get to see them. You know, they, they lost in the play in last year. Uh, this is a team that that obviously I made a joke with you at the time it happened, Griffin. But this really is a team that can compete, and it's it, it's it's going to be such a strong Eastern Conference, man. I mean, you really have five six teams that that that, that can compete. And I mean, it's really just been developing over the past couple years. But I think this is almost a seamless fit for Donovan Mitchell. Like this is a, 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 an elite front court duo and an elite back court duo, and, and obviously Karis Levert, he's going to have a lot of his defensive deficiencies covered, obviously by that elite. Uh, you know, defensive front court, and he'll be able to just focus on scoring the ball. I mean, I think this is going to be a deadly, deadly team because th- th- they can just kill you from everywhere. It's like it, th- they really don't have any deficiencies, you know, in their lineup. They have four all-star caliber players, which is just crazy to say. And, and I really do believe Evan Mobley is on that level. I mean, I, I – and as from the Jasper, if you're looking at it from a Jazz perspective, obviously they're going – full OKC Thunder mode, full process mode. But you look at their picks. I get they have a lot of picks. I get they have a lot of players. But, you look, you know, you look at a list of their players. It's Walker Kessler. It's, you know, guys like I, I just don't – there's uh, Ochai Abaji, obviously. But I, I, to me, I think it's disappointing if you're trading Gobert and Mitchell and you don't have a guy you know you can build your franchise around. Uh, I, I, you know, even before – at the start of their tank, I mean, the Thunder knew that their franchise was going to be built around SGA. Um, and, and look, I think the Jazz are obviously, it's clear that next year there's going to be a legendary tank off for Victor Wembanyama. Obviously, the, you know, the seven foot four big man from France who's 
pretty much the number one pick already a year in advance. Uh, but I, I think that's sort of the Jazz, you know, the Jazz, the Spurs, the Thunder, the Rockets. A lot of teams, I think, are the, are, are going to you're just going to see a lot of blatant tanking this year from them. Yeah, I mean, this deal is from the Jazz perspective. I mean, this is you know what they're they're doing. They've torn it down. They're going to probably continue to tear it down. Guys like Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley are probably going to get moved. Um, I mean, it's just tough though, because like you said, like the guys that they, these young guys they have, obviously they, they get Colin Sexton, but he's coming off a big injury. And even when he was healthy, he was not, you know, he was a, he's a good player, but he's not a great player. I think is, is what I would say about Colin Sexton. He's a, he's a pretty good scorer and, you know, Laurie Markinen, he, you know, he's, he's all right. Abaji, hopefully he's going to be good, but you look at the rest of this deal. I mean, the first round picks don't even start till 2025. So we're already talking three years down the line until they get the first, they're going to make the first selection from the Cavs. And the last one being 2029. I mean, that's seven years from now. Like that's just insane. Like that pick is who knows what it's going to be and who knows how it's going to help the jazz. But like, that's the thing about these rebuilds in the NBA. Like it's definitely a little tougher. And obviously Utah does not have a, you know, that the, the Donovan Mitchell era wasn't working and, and good for them for just totally tearing it down and, and getting what they could because they realized that this team was not going anywhere. They weren't going to, they were just going to keep wasting years and, and they decided to tear it down, which I think is, you know, admirable. Um, a lot of teams, there's a good amount of teams that just don't have the courage to do so. And, you know, it, good for them. But in terms of the state of their franchise, I, they need, like you said, that, that, you know, number one overall pick or, or at least a starting point, because right now they don't have anything on the roster that's really, uh, you know, you can look at confidently and say that this is a key piece for the future for the Cavs. I mean, this is I think this is a no brainer deal for them. This is a team that, like you said, like the rebuild they've gone on since LeBron left a masterful job by uh, by Kobe Ottman and, and the rest of the company. I mean, they they're a legit threat once again. And obviously, they totally tore it down. They were horrific for so many years, but they have, like you said, four legitimate all-stars now. And, you know, losing marketing, like he was all right, but like, you're not going to lose sleep over that. Abaji, obviously, you know, there was hope for him, but he's a rookie. He hasn't even played. And then Sexton, who knows how he would even fit in. You had a guy like Donovan Mitchell. I mean, this is, you look at the Eastern conference, like you said, you have obviously the Bucks. you got the Celtics, you got the heat, you got the Sixers. The Nets should be pretty good. You got uh Back, you got six. You got the Raptors too. Her Raptors her, are gonna be good. The Cavs and the Knicks. Hawks are good. I mean, there's so many good there teams. Eight. There are eight. There are two of those teams. Two of the eight teams you just listed will be in the play-in. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane. Um, you know, this Cavs team last year was you know, they were in the play-in, but they should have been. Obviously, that that Jared Allen injury yeah. really derailed things. They would have been a playoff team um, without it. Mobley before that. Yeah, exactly. Like they had a few injuries down the stretch that really hurt them. So this team, I think is going to be really good. I'm excited to see what they do. Um, You know, excited to see how they play together. Obviously they still have Kevin Love, which I think is good. I was initially, when I saw this deal, I was worried that they traded him. I think he's such a key piece for them off the bench, as well as just the leadership role. I mean, that guy's been in, you know, three NBA finals, four NBA finals. I mean, he's been there. So, you know, he's got that experience. He's a great leader. I think, you know, he's a key part of that team. And then, like, Karis LeVert off the bench, too. He's going to be – I think last year he was kind of thrown into things. It wasn't necessarily a, necessarily a great fit last year. I think he's going to be a lot better this year. Still have Isaac Okoro. Still have a few other pieces. So, 
I'm really excited to see this Cavs team this year. I expect them to be a top four or five seed, even in that stack Eastern Conference. I think they're going to be really good. I think, like you said, like they maybe don't have the flat. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, I would say, is a very well-known kind of star in the NBA. But like you said, like they don't really have like a – they don't have a superstar per se where, you know, some of these teams no, yeah. have Giannis or an Embiid or a Tatum. They don't have one of those guys, a Katie even. Um, but this team's going to be really good. They've got a lot of good players, and I'm excited to see how they play. No-brainer deal. And real quick about the Knicks, I mean, I think it sucks because Knicks fans have been looking for a star, and and this is a guy who clearly wanted to play there. He you know, grew up in the area. He's a diehard Mets fan. Like, he clearly wanted to be there. I understand them. I mean, you heard the report from, I guess it was Woj, where they offered RJ Mitch Robinson and three firsts, which I, I don't know if that's true because I, I feel like you have to be – a total idiot to not accept that. That seems like a too good to be true compared to what they got now. Who knows the validity of that, but for the Knicks, you know, they're not going to, this is not a team that would, even with Donovan Mitchell was going to seriously compete in the Eastern conference. So at the end of the day, them holding off, not wanting to give all their picks. I understand it. Um, The thing with the Knicks though, is that it's just mediocrity. Like they're just kind of in this phase and, uh, I, I just don't see any way out of it with all these contracts. I mean, Barrett, they they extend, they sign Brunson. Like these guys are they're good, but they're just but Julius Randle is moved. That's really like when the process of the Knicks rebuild kind of can can take him the year because obviously he played really well during that contract year and hasn't really done. You know, obviously really wasn't very good last year. Um, yeah, I. I you know, like you said, just a lot of mediocrity in New York. And I get they're trying, you know, they have a, they do have young talent. They have Emmanuel quickly. They have other, you know, Quinn Grimes. They have other guys. But it's just like, I, you know, I, I they're so, well, we just talked about the heavyweight power of the East. I mean, they, they're very far away. I mean, and yeah. it really does, it, it really is crazy because just a couple of years ago, you know, they were the four seed in the East, which is pretty great. The I don't even know how that, that yeah. was like a, yeah, I mean, because Julius Randle in his contract year just went absolutely ballistic. <laughs> Second time he's done that, by the way, and earned himself a big contract, which is pretty crazy to think about. I mean, you know, he might, he might, he might play well again this, but I, you know, I don't, I just don't like you said they're they're so far off. I mean, I think they're kind of consigned, kind of consigned to irrelevancy this year, unfortunately. But I mean, I, I don't really mind the R.J. Barrett deal, to be honest with you. I think it's probably like fine market value. He's a good young player, but I. I the, the, New York just hasn't had a 1A in such a long, long time. I, I mean, yeah. since Carmelo Anthony came second in MVP vote in 2013, you really, you know, you really haven't seen that in New York. But, I mean, mediocre, like you said. That's kind of just the word it comes to mind. First yeah, and I mean, it just – I you got to feel for Knicks fans because it, uh, it does kind of – you know, th- this trend that's going on over the years, as funny as it is, I mean, they, they've lost out on all these guys. Donovan Mitchell obviously had the the Katie – Kyrie Zion uh, fantasies that turned into Julius Randle, RJ <laughs> Barrett, and, um, you know, like Frank Milikina. But, and then obviously you've got like LeBron. I mean, they, the name, the list of names goes on. But yeah, good move for the Cavs. And, you know, I'm very happy. I love Donovan Mitchell, especially as a Mets fan. Like, this guy's yeah, like it's, the it's perfect a match superstar for yeah, my basketball team. Diehard sure. Mets fan. I mean, e- very easy to root for. I mean, I already love Donovan Mitchell. This is, you know, uh, I'm super happy. So good move for the Cavs and uh, definitely unexpected, though. I was very surprised when I saw it. For sure. All right. Well, with that, 
We're going to pivot to week one of the NFL season. I, I still can't believe it's like there's football on tomorrow. I kind of feel surreal. Um, crazy, yeah. I mean, the best time of the year. It's just both – hopefully both our baseball teams will also be in the playoffs, although the, it's kind of interesting for both of us. In the Well, the Mets will be in the playoffs. Well, to be honest but. with you, I think – uh, you know, from my perspective, I'm really not too worried because the Brewers, thankfully, suck as have sucked as much as we yeah. do, and our schedule is really easing up. But oh man, oh man, Griff, oh man, oh man, oh man. Well, I mean, what's going on over there, buddy? You know, the the Braves just don't lose. It's not even a Mets collapse. It's just the Braves never lose. Man. No, it's, it's pretty like- crazy. I mean, you're on a hundred win pace, and you're not gonna like you may not win your division. Ugh, just brutal. Absolutely brutal. I mean, we still have the easiest guy. I think it's all going to come down in that three-game series at the end of the year. I mean, it's going to – because the Braves are just so good. I mean, honestly, you guys are the one team that, like, can, like, really help us out because you play the Braves, like, a lot from from now until seven times, I think. We we played the Braves fairly well this year. I mean, I think we're 500. Yeah, you guys have done good. So, if you can win, like, four games against the Braves, I think – what is it, like, seven? Uh, I believe seven games. So – right yeah we'll see if the phillies um i mean we'll talk more mlb down the line it, it's still a little i mean Aaron yeah. judge so another home run today 55 that's <laughs> this guy is just who's your mvp though griff it's so tough because like it's this is gonna be but it's shohei though it's shohei though it's shohei though what shohei is doing is just ridiculous. ridiculous listen i have all the respect for aaron judge he's oh, having poor guy is gonna lose all a second mvp oh you know, he might crazy. He's I don't know, man. If he beats Maris, I think you gotta give it that, a go. Yeah, I, I think that was that's probably I think that's the number. Otherwise it's gonna be Shohei. <laughs> it's pretty crazy that that's what it takes to beat Shohei. Shohei is just I mean, Shohei's just gotten so hot to him and he's got what, like thirty two homers, eighty five home RBIs. Runs. And people and are like, like oh, almost well, two hundred strikeouts. Because the argument was at a point that oh Shohei's been a mediocre batter this year, and then all of a sudden this guy is like thirty two, like thirty two diggers with a nine fifty OPS or whatever. Ridiculous! Very that that's gonna be fascinating. Um, I'm very ex- the Aaron Judge contract this offseason. I mean, oh my, it's got it's gonna be over three hundred. He's gonna get him paid over three hundred, right? Oh, well over. You would imagine. Well, I mean, what are the teams realistically that are, would I think it's going to be down to the Yankees, maybe the Giants, the Rangers, yeah. maybe would sign him, and then yeah. the Mets. But I don't see the Mets signing him. No, so. I don't think he'll. I I just don't see. I, I don't know. Be weird. I don't think it's a. I don't think the Met, the Mets already have so many guys that are going to be free agents next year. I don't think they're going to go out and spend like fifty million a year on Judge. It's they it's it, they don't even need him. Like to be honest, like as they need him obviously, but it's not like a positional need. I don't know. We're going to move on. I'm going to share my screen here. And, uh, I mean, here we this go, first Griff. game of the season, I mean, holy cow, Bills-Rams. Holy cow is correct. I mean, this is just an unbelievable matchup. Van Jefferson was ruled out today. Um, I mean, not that that matters too much. But Trey White is not like playing. He's still recovering. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Rob? I mean, this is the best first game you could ever ask for. No, I mean, I think that these are the two best teams in the league, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, I'm still a, I'm still big on the Chiefs. You know that I'll never not be big on them. But yeah. two of the best teams in the league, let's just say that. I mean, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams W here. And 
the reason why is because I, I think it's very rare for the Super Bowl champion to lose on that Thursday night at home. Uh, I feel like there's just like, you know, some, but these two teams are both so, so, so good. Uh, obviously, it depends on the health of Matthew Stafford, but I, I'm still going to go with the Rams here. If, if, if there's a healthy Matthew Stafford present, I think I think that Los Angeles Rams will win this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams, too. I think that there's a few factors. I mean, I think that uh, – I think no Trey White is going to play a big role in this game because of the fact that – I mean, I think Cooper Cup is just going to go for, like, 10 – 150 and two touchdowns probably week one like i think it's i think he's gonna go off this game very curious to see how Allen robinson plays um as well as cam Akers. cam Akers is a guy that i personally avoided in fantasy this year i'm not too high on him um i'm I'm very curious to see how he does um but that said i think the rams right now defensively also that defense is just going to be so good with Jalen ramsey aaron donald they add bobby wagner it's going to be so fun to watch. So I'm going to go with the Rams. I think that the Bills are obviously going to be a very good team. This is going to be a very good game. Yeah. I do think the Bills hype has kind of gotten out of control. I agree. I, I do think say. so. Um, I, I see on uh, ESPN or maybe it was NFL Network earlier. NFL that, Network. They all NFL had the Bills Network winning the Super, Super Bowl. I mean, also, I'll just say one thing. Like, I, Patrick Mahomes' disrespect is just out of hand, man. This is a it guy is. that's coming to the league and had it not been really for two plays would have been four Super Bowls in four years. But it's like, whatever. they are Four Super Bowl appearances in four years, I should say. But yeah, whatever. Oh my God. Imagine if Patrick Mahomes had like a few legit receivers instead of like, I'm sick of these track stars, man, on the team. <laughs> yeah, right. Um but yeah, but yeah, I think the Buffalo hype. I think, but no doubt, Buffalo is going to be in a, a very good team, a top three, top five team in the NFL this year. I just think this narrative that this team is going to run away with the Super Bowl is just—it's insane. Like this, I do agree. You know, let's calm down. Is, is my thing. I think let's pump the brakes. Like the offensively, obviously, you have Josh Allen, you have Diggs. You know, outside of that. You know, Dawson Knox, sure, he's pretty good, but like they don't have the greatest weapons in the world offensively. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if this team's going to be the greatest Super Bowl team, like the biggest favorite ever, it seems, you would expect a, a little more dominance. But uh, we're both going Rams. Um, but Bills, no doubt, are going to be a, a very good team. Steelers, Bengals, Mitch Trubisky, officially the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. Uh, a little, you know, question marks here with Deontay Johnson uh, reading that, you know, I read today that, you know, he's unsure. He's trying to do his best to play week one. Uh, Najee Harris dealing with that foot issue still. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals here because the Steelers have Mitch Trubisky playing quarterback. Listen, I, I get that, you know, Mitch has apparently had a very good training camp and, you know, he's impressed the coaches in Pittsburgh. And, you know, there's been no doubt that he's been the starter. He's ran away with the competition. But. I, this is Mitch Trubisky we're talking about here. I can't believe he's getting another job in 2022 because the narrative around this guy, you know, before he went to Buffalo to go back up, Josh he was Allen, in a bad situation though, Rob, like a really bad situation in Chicago. Like I, I'm not saying he's good, but like he made the playoffs two years on really bad Bears teams. Oh come on, that that eight and eight season you're counting that Griffin, Griffin, you're better than that. Your your Eagles made the playoffs at what nine and eight last year. And we got creamed. We, we got creamed. <laughs> so did the Bears. 
They did get cream, but but the but Mitch Trubisky was awful. I remember that game. I think it was Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown as like time expired, and he just walked off the field <laughs> yeah, into the tunnel. Okay, twenty-one ten. I believe that game ended. I'm correct. Uh, Nine maybe because they didn't kick the extra point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with the Bengals here. I think obviously, you know, we sort of sort of previewed the season. Uh, I, I kind of think that the Bengals and the Ravens are, are going to be the top dogs in the AFC North, and the Steelers are going to struggle every time they play these guys because Steelers have a lot of great players. Obviously, you know, the defense is still – defense still has a lot of guys there that that, that, that are, you know, excellent pros. But it, I just – you know, and it's tough to go into a division round with Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback, especially, you know, the reigning AFC champions, even though uh, I sort of discussed I don't think they'll be at that level this year, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, even though I still think they'll be very good. But, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals, too. I think if this game was in Pittsburgh, I actually might have picked the Steelers. But I think the Bengals are a different level offensively. Uh, I think this team is going to be elite offensively. I picked them as the division winner. I still think that they're the best team in the AFC North. I think Jamar Chase is going to have a great year. I think T. Higgins will be great, as always. Uh, the O-line should be a lot better this year. So, hopefully, less sacks on Joe Burrow. But... That Steelers defense, people forget how good it is. And and with Big Ben, this team managed to make the playoffs. And that's kind of what I've even had to remind myself is that this team and with Big Ben, obviously it was kind of fraudulent, but they made the playoffs last year. Mitch Trubisky is like probably 10 times better than what Big Ben was last year. Big Ben last year was a corpse essentially back there. Yeah, essentially, I mean, if you put Mike Tomlin at quarterback, it might have been a similar level of production <laughs> potentially. So I think oh, Mitch Trubisky, whoever – even and maybe not Mason Rudolph, but him or you know Trubisky or Pickett, it, it's a big upgrade. Off, you know, at the quarterback position, the O line still sucks. I still don't think this team is you know going to be nuts, but I'm excited to uh, the AFC North is going to be very interesting. But the Bengals should win this game. I, I think that they're still the team to beat in that AFC North. I agree. This game is, uh... <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the 49ers. Um, Trey Lance, you know, obviously, if, if he's bad, do they move on to Jimmy G during the season? Like Trey Lance is really bad, you know. Trey Lance is is a very there's a lot of pressure on him because of right. the state of this Niners team. Because this Niners team is ready to win a Super Bowl, you know, the rest of the roster. It's just a question of if Trey Lance can get the job done. And I'm excited to watch Trey Lance. I think he he could be really good. Uh, they should dominate this game. Uh, George Kittle might not play. He, I guess, has a groin issue or something like that. But uh, I'm, I'm, the Trey Lance is, you know, he's one of those quarterbacks that there's a lot of pressure on. For sure. Know, even though they traded all those picks for him. I'm assuming you're taking the Niners here as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Niners here. I think that the Bears are probably the worst, my pick for the worst team in football to start the season, personally. I said it. They don't have any real, real pieces to me. <laughs> Yeah, sad. I feel bad for Justin Fields, man. Yeah, I mean Nick Bosa is just gonna abuse their rookie left hat. Wait, hang on, I forget his name right now. It'll come back to me. Tevin Jenkins. No, it's not Tevin Jenkins. Um, whatever. But but yeah, um, I think that the Niners obviously like. There's just been a lot of weird crap going on with like Jimmy G. Like he's been on like promotional posters and whatnot. Like <laughs> there's been a lot of weird stuff going on. Obviously he's still there. They love to have him there. I, I don't know. I, I think they I love think, Jimmy G. There, I think Trey is under a lot of pressure, sort of like 
see, I, I don't really think he's on the hot seat necessarily, but if they're, you know, a string of seven, eight bad performances in a row, then I could see him getting replaced maybe in, you know, October or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I the, these two teams are in different classes. The Niners are obviously looking towards, you know, trying to redeem themselves from last year under the Super Bowl. They're elite almost everywhere. Obviously, the big question mark is the quarterback, but he's in a great situation. And he'll have a great game to settle into, you know, what he, he he wants to do. He's got a really easy opponent. I mean, the Bears suck. I'm going to go with the Niners here. All right. Your Philadelphia Eagles taking on the big, bad Detroit Lions led by Jared Goff. Big year for the Eagles. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, another one of those quarterbacks that's really on the hot seat. If he's not good this year, if he can't get the job done, they might look to move on, try and trade up in that draft for one of those quarterbacks. What are you thinking here? I mean, obviously, uh, I'm assuming you're taking the Lions with this one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just am a real believer in Jared Goff. No, I'm I'm taking the birds here. I mean, I I obviously have a very high opinion of the Eagles that they beat the Lions by – uh, 40 points last year. I think the Lions are going to be much improved this year, but th- they do have Jared Goff playing quarterback. And, you know, I obviously think that the Eagles defense has been significantly improved. Obviously, Hassan Reddick, Jordan Davis coming in, James Bradbury, and recently uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, which I thought was a great acquisition because they got him for basically, you know, a very good defensive back. Uh, you know, obviously big personality too for, for, for base, for peanuts. Um, and, I, I'm I'm a big believer in this Eagles team right now. I'm, I don't know if I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts. And obviously Jalen Hurts determines where their ceiling is. But I think if I'm going against the Lions, who, who like I said, I mean, obviously Baitai just, you know, he's not going to be able to play on Sunday. Uh, but I, 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 I'm going with the Eagles here. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to actually be a, a close game. Um, I think that this Detroit team is very interesting. I think, you know, offensively, they've got some guys that, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown last year at the end of the year, he was really good. DeAndre yep. Swift for the injury was, you know, really good, especially from a fantasy perspective. Um, you know, Jared Goff is what he is. You know, he, he can get the job done and, and you know, he's not he's not going to turn over the ball too much. He's pretty cautious and, you know, he's not very good, but, um, you know, he, he is what he is. I'm taking the Eagles with this one. I think they should win this game. Uh, I'm excited to see AJ Brown play alongside Devonta Smith, Devonte Smith, and see how that kind of works out for them. I'm excited though for the Lions to see Jeff Okuda, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, the Lions have a lot of, especially when Jameson Williams comes back, they got a lot of fun young players that uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch this team. They're heading in a great direction, so props to them. Um, they just got to get that quarterback now. I think is the key for them. I mean, they've got a lot of potential key key pieces for a rebuild so if they can hit on the you know presumably they'll go quarterback first round they should you know have a top 10 pick next year so if they can hit on a quarterback this team could be maybe threatening to get to the playoffs for the first time in a long time so we'll see but the Eagles should win this game I do think the Lions will uh somehow make it a little closer maybe you know within 10 points I'll say but uh I'll still take the Eagles in this one Patriots Dolphins I feel like these guys always play week one. I feel like every year it's uh it's Pat's Dolphins week one. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. Um, I don't know if you can hear me. I think my internet's a little. Um, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one. I'm, I'm honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not a big believer in the Patriots. I just don't think they did anything. They lost JC Jackson this off season. 
I'm not a big believer in uh, in this team. I'm not a big believer in Mac Jones. I think he's fine. I don't think he's anything special, though. I think that this Dolphins team, I'm not a big believer in Tua either. I don't think either of these guys are franchise quarterbacks per se, but you look at the weapons they have, Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill. I'm really excited to see what Mike McDaniel is going to do with those two guys. Um, and you got, you know, Chase Edmonds signed there. You got Mike Kosicki still. So I'm really excited. I think the Dolphins defense is pretty solid too. So I'm going to go Miami. I think that Miami is a team that they, they're they going to be threatening for the playoffs. Maybe they'll sneak in at a wild card. Um, but I, I just am not a big believer in the Patriots this year. And I'm sure they'll prove me wrong in the Bill Belichick scheme. Will, you know, it seems like that guy is just uh, guaranteed to get like 10 wins in a season. But I don't know. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think I think Miami's offense should be pretty fun to watch for Tyreek and Jet Waddle this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think the Dolphins obviously have – Pretty high hopes for this year. I'm not the biggest believer in Tua, but I do think that they're probably better than the Patriots. Obviously, lost Shaq Mason in addition to a lot of the other names that you said. Yeah. I just don't think that they got significantly better than last year, like you said. And I think a lot of you know, that, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't think I'm just not that big of a Mac Jones believer. I think he's fine. I honestly think Tua and Mac Jones probably have very similar, you know, ceilings in the league. But yeah. like you said, I, I, you're a big Mike McDaniel fan. Uh, yeah, you're interested to see what he has to do. I, I am too. Uh, obviously, it seems like playing in Miami is obviously sort of Bill Belichick's bogey team, almost for you know, you know, for the Patriots. He's, it, it's not very you know, obviously that that insane lateral play when Gronk was playing safety all those years ago. That was uh, crazy. Yeah, and where Kenyon Drake ran it in as time expired. But I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins here and uh, Mike McDaniel. All right, this game I'm super excited for. Browns, Panthers, Baker Mayfield versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback, so obviously Browns going to be a little hindered. But, I mean, the Browns' first four games, they got the Panthers, the Jets, uh, the Steelers, I think, and then the Falcons or something like that. I mean, it's just – this if they can start off the season really well, they can still make the playoffs, even with that Deshaun suspension. What are you thinking, though? Uh, this should be CMC's coming back. This is a fun game for sure. I'm going to go with uh, maybe tear dismay a little here, Griffin. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I think you're going to see a motivated Baker Mayfield. <laughs> no, I, I, I was looking at the Braves score, and they uh, they are up 3-2 on the athletics. That's That was the uh, uh, gotcha. reaction there. Yeah, I think you might see a motivated Baker. Obviously, like you said, Christian McCaffrey. He always has those big performances in this first couple of weeks before he's out for the year. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to get the Panthers here. Obviously, I think the Browns are a very good team, especially when they have their quarterback. But I don't believe Jacoby Brissett's going to be able to lead them, you know, into I, what I think is going to be a pretty crazy atmosphere. Caroline, obviously, a lot of, you know, storylines in that game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers here. I'm going to go with the Browns. Um, you know, bias aside, I just. I think that the Browns are, are still a very good team, even with Jacoby Brissett. I think their rushing attack is still going to be so good with that offensive line. And I think their defense is really good. I like, you know, you know that their cornerbacks are great with Denzel and, you know, the Northwestern Wildcat, Greg Newsome. Uh, you know, JOK, I think, is going to have another good year. And obviously, Miles Garrett, you know, one of the best players in the NFL. And, you know, he's going to be matching up on uh, – Ikem Aquano, week one. Aquano is playing left tackle or right tackle? I'm going to check. I think right left, now. right? Because Moden is right tackle, right? I guess so. So I'm assuming Aquano will be on the left, which 
you know, very well could be a welcome to the NFL moment. And I'm very excited to watch Baker in this game. I mean, obviously this is going to be one of the most interesting games week one, just because of that Baker versus the Browns. Um, I don't know, man, like Baker, he's going to be better this year. I, I still don't believe that, you know, he, I think these games are the ones that Baker is he, I think Baker's either going to go for 304 touchdowns or it's going to be a three interception game. Uh, and uh, you know, with the Cleveland defense, with that secondary, I'm going to go for the three interception game, but I think this should be a fun game would be a, uh, you know, Baker goes off. That's going to be something, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns in that one. All right. Colts, Texans battle of the AFC South. Uh, Damian Pierce, number one running back for Houston. He's been a, a fun guy to watch in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, though, not not much to be excited about in Houston. I'm going to pick the Colts in this one. I think this is a pretty easy pick. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he, he should have a, a very successful week one against the Texans. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to go with the, with the Colts here as well. Uh, I, I'm obviously not as – I just don't think I'm as negative as a lot of people are on the Houston Texans. I actually, I mean, I'm not exactly a Lovey Smith believer. I'm still not really sure how he has that job. It's pretty, pretty crazy, but um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Colts here. Obviously I've talked about how I believe they, they really did significantly upgrade on Carson Wentz with Matt Ryan. Um, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, but I'm very interested to see how David Davis Mills plays because I have some Davis Mills stocks, Griff. I, I don't know. I think he he might not be the, the the worst QB out of that rookie class. We'll we'll see. Yeah, he was good last year. Definitely someone to keep a, a close eye on. Ugh, Saints Falcons. Uh, this is just going to be a boring game if I'm being honest. Not not much to be excited about. I mean, it seems like Drake London should be healthy though, so he'll make his rookie debut. Uh, with Marcus Mariota, Kyle Pitts, uh, obviously the second-year tight end, should have a big year. I am going to pick the Saints, though, and it seems like Michael Thomas is on track to play. So, you know, the first time in two years, basically, that he'll step on the floor or on the uh, on the field. That'll be fun to watch. Chris Olave's debut. So there's some there's some fun rookie wide receivers here. Um, the Falcons are bad. I mean, they might be my worst team in the NFL. They're They're right there with the Bears, I think, and – yeah, they're not going to be good. The Saints are, uh, you know, I think they might be a playoff team in the NFC. The NFC is a little, definitely weaker than the AFC. So I'm going to pick the Saints. Excited to, uh, you know, their offense should be a lot better than it was towards the end of last year. I mean, they were running out Ian Book with, you know, God knows who at wide receiver. I mean, it was bad. So I'm going to pick the Saints. This team should be a lot better than last year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saints here as well. Obviously, they have their quarterback back, um, and I, Falcons are just rebuilding. They're, they're starting Marcus Mariota. You know, this is a big rivalry game when both teams are good, but both teams haven't been good at the same time in a while. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with the New Orleans Saints here. They're just significantly better, to be honest. Definitely. All right, next game: Ravens versus the Jets. Joe Flacco rivalry game, revenge game, Joe Flacco revenge game. Joe Flacco. Um, not sure if J.K. Dobbins is going to play. It seems like probably not, but, uh, I mean, that's not going to affect the outcome of this game. This is going to be a Ravens, probably a Ravens massacre. Um, but the Jets, man, I mean, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, I am excited to see these guys play. Brees Hall as well. There's a lot of fun rookies. I think this is a tough first matchup, though. That Ravens defense 
healthy, it's going to be a, a very tough defense for that Jets offense. And Lamar, I think, is going to have another big year. Although I am a little skeptical about that wide receiver room. I, I just am not a big believer in it. I, I'm a little worried at, at what they've done there, but I'm still going to pick the Ravens. I think they should still be a, a good good team in the AFC. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well here. I mean, I, I obviously, I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. I think them and the Bengals are going to be neck and neck for that AFC North Carolina. And, you know, the New York Jets are rebuilding again for the millionth year in a row. Um, I don't think Zach Wilson's going to be end up being the guy. I think they're – I mean, I feel like I could have told you that they made the pick. Has that, ship, has that ship sailed, Griff? I mean, obviously, that injury kind of – yeah, it's two knee, two knee injuries in two years. I, I don't know, man. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's really not. Good. It, it's to be honest with this quarterback class, it's a make or break year. Like if he's bad, they just got to move on. Like the, it's crazy as it sounds. They they, they just are gonna have to move on. I, yeah, they I mean, sh- if, they, if they get the number one pick or something like that, I mean, they're gonna take CJ Stroud or Bryce Young at that point. Yeah, or even Anthony Richardson, man. I mean, that could he's be looking good. He's looking good. He, he's gonna, he might be the guy that rise. I mean, he was already at top, but he yeah. might be the guy that that really rises up to uh, maybe not the number one pick, but up there for sure. I mean, this yeah. it's going to be very interesting. This draft with Willie Anderson and and all these quarterbacks. It's going to be. I'm just already ex- excited to watch that draft next year. Um, but yeah, I, I think Zach Wilson. Obviously, he's not playing for you know Salas at three weeks, so. But when he is playing, if he's if he doesn't show anything better than last year, I think the the, the Jets are in a spot where they are getting close to having the pieces to compete. You you move on to one of these quarterbacks in this draft class for sure. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, and obviously, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I mean, because Joe Flacco is playing quarterback for the other team, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, Even there's the- actually a lot of interesting. I'm trying to figure out who to use my uh, survival pick on. I've been leaning the. Denver Broncos because I'm not a huge believer in them, but I mean, there's a lot of games here where I feel like it's going to be not close, but this slate here looks a little, little closer. Jaguars commanders, the, uh, the debut of Travis Etienne and Carson Wentz's first start in Washington. (laughs) This is just one of those games that uh, you hope they don't really bring on in red zone. If I'm being honest, (laughs) Um, it really, it really is one of those, isn't it? Like they flip to this and you're just like, uh, what are we doing here? Unless you have, I mean, I do have some ETN stock, but uh, what do you think here? I mean, Trevor Lawrence, year two, you're a big, you're a bigger believer than in him than I am for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars here purely because of my anti-Carson Wentz agenda. If I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with Dougie P. He owns the Washington commanders. He, he knows what he's doing. Dougie at the wheel. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, three hundred yards, three touchdowns. My my bold prediction. Uh, what do you think about uh, Etienne? Like, I'm curious your thoughts on on the season he's going to have. How do you think they'll use him? I mean, I, I think it's just going to be he's just going to be such a you know a, a safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence out there. I think he's just going to be super reliable. I think he's going to be utilized properly by Doug Peterson. I think that running back by committee that you know obviously was used in Philadelphia during the Super Bowl run and you know the ensuing years is is really going to it's going to shine in, in Jacksonville with, with Robinson and ETN. And I think they're going to be quite dynamic. Obviously, you know, Christian Kirk, $17 million, massive overpay, massive overpay. But uh, 
I, you know, I think it's going to alleviate a lot of pressure off of off of Trevor Lawrence, and uh, I'm going to go with the with a, a big start to the Jacksonville season. I, you know, I, I I'm going to uh, I'll take it in Jaguars W here. Um, I'm going to go with the Commanders. I, I, you know, Jacksonville, I still don't think is very good. I don't think their defense is going to be very good. I think they'll be improved, and like you said, I think I'm very. I mean, I have Travis Etienne in one of my fantasy leagues, so that's partly why I'm extremely curious to see his role. Um. <laughs> But it's going to be very fascinating because, like like you said, like Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's the face of this franchise, and, and Travis Etienne was this guy in college. I got to imagine he's going to have a big role in this offense. Like the, the comfortability between those two, it's just so much. Like I, I could see Travis Etienne getting like five catches a game, but I could also see Travis Etienne being like a, you know, eight carries, two catches a game kind of guy. Like I don't know what they're going to do. I think they should use him a lot. I think he should be a guy that lines up, you know, even in maybe even in the slot sometimes and, you know, come out as a, you know, wide receiver at times. I'm very fascinated to see. I think he's very versatile. He's going to be a, a very good player, I believe. So uh, I'm going to, I'm very curious to see how he does, especially from a fantasy perspective. I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> stressing about that, but I'm going to go commanders. I, I think they are better. I think their defense should be solid this year. And Carson Wentz, you know, he is what it is. I guess Antonio Gibson's going to be the starting running back since Brian Robinson, um, unfortunately, got shot. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Commanders here. Yeah, all right. I'm I'm rooting on Carson Wentz's downfall wherever he goes. <laughs> Packers Vikings. This is an interesting game. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. The I mean the loss of Devontae Adams. The, there's no clear wide receiver one in Green Bay. There's no, I mean, Aaron Jones might have a hundred catches. <laughs> like honestly, like, um, I don't know. This is a weird game. What do you, what are you thinking? I, I the Vikings are going to be. I mean, did you see also on the uh, NFL Network predictions? There were like multiple people saying Kirk Cousins was. I think Michael Irvin said Kirk Cousins is going to be the MVP this year. Yeah, I mean, I think I've actually seen more than there. There have been a lot of people like just saying because he's just going to be constantly airing the ball out of that new offense that they're going to throw 40, 50 times a game. But like, I think both of these teams are actually going to be quite good this year. I sort of mentioned that last week, but uh, you know, I'm going to go with the owner of the Minnesota Vikings franchise and that's Aaron Rodgers. And I think he's just the ultimate Trump card, the two time MVP. I think he's the best. Him and Mahomes in my estimation are, you know, the LeBron, the, the LeBron and Jordan of the NFL right now, like not all time, obviously, but like in terms of interchangeable being the best for me. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Packers here. Obviously, like you said, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who exactly Aaron Rodgers are going to throw the ball to. Uh, yeah. But I, uh, I, you know, I, I think that the Vikings, th- these are two really good teams and I'm really interested to see, what Justin Jefferson does in this game. I mean, I think that's really who I'm interested to see performing. He's really, you know, hyped up himself a lot or hyped up the offense a lot. You know, he's going to be able to get a lot of open targets in training camp. I mean, uh, in the regular season while he's in training camp. And I, I'm, uh, but uh, I'm going to go with the Packers actually in a shootout here. I'm yeah. I'm very excited to watch the Vikings. Like you said, I'm actually going to pick the Vikings here. Um, you know, week one last year, you look at Green Bay, they, they had a rough time against New Orleans. And I'm not saying that's going to be the same case here, but I do think there are going to be some growing pains with this offense. These are, you know, a lot of new weapons. You lose Devontae. MVS is also gone. So, you know, you've got a lot of new faces there. I think they're going to really use both those running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think they're both going to be 
really important to this team. Um, but like, I'm very curious because like someone's probably going to have to have close to 100 catches on this team. It's just a question of who's that guy going to be. Is it going to be Alan Lazard? Is it going to be Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Jones? Uh, you know, it's really the jury's really out. Um, you know, especially from a fantasy perspective, very interesting in Green Bay. I am going to take the Vikings though. They are at home. Like you said, this offense should be really good. Their defense got better this offseason as well. So I'm excited to watch them. I think Kirk Cousins, you know, weirdly enough, kind of resembles Matt Stafford in a way. I don't think he's as good, but he's kind of that quarterback where he's not very mobile, has a pretty strong arm, can get the ball downfield. So I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a huge year this year. I think Adam Thielen, uh, another guy who kind of always just gets undervalued, I feel like. I feel like people always forget about him. He is getting up there in age, I guess, but he's still a great player. Dalvin Cook, obviously, when he's healthy, is one of the better running backs on the in, you know, in the NFL. So I'm going to take the Vikings. I think it'll be a good game. I just am... I think there'll be a little bit of growing pains for the Green Bay Packers offense just because of all the new faces. And, you know, from what Rodgers has said, it doesn't seem like a lot of some of these guys have clicked also. So I'm going to go Vikings week one. Why not? I wish it didn't take me back to the screen every time. For sure. Giants, Titans. Wow, this is a crappy game, to be honest with you. Who wants to watch this week one? Uh, thank God I'm not going to be in New New York having to have this on one of the local channels. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go tight ends. I think they're the better team. Um, I'm not sure what the status of Traylon Burks is going to be, if he's starting or what. I mean, it seems like he's got to start, so I'd, I'd imagine he'll play, but. Derrick Henry, I mean, this is going to be a guy who I think it's like 30 carries week one and, and just dominates the Giants. I mean, I, I, this could get ugly with him. Saquon, though, another guy I'm very curious to see how he does. And Danny Dimes, I mean, I feel like it's a foregone conclusion. Unless he has like an MVP season, he's gone at the end of the year, essentially. So I'll go tight ends. I think the New York Giants are, oh, they're going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think that the New York Giants are just a trash can dumpster fire they're going to be bad this year and i don't think the titans will be good but i think the titans will be you know nine and eight eight and nine they'll be like yeah in that range they'll be serviceable and you know that this will be one of their you know what um this this the giants are a team that mediocre teams beat up on to like you know hype themselves up and delude themselves because this giants team really is just god god awful i mean i just don't know where any type of production is coming from on that offense don't talk to me about Saquon Barkley. I love Saquon, obviously, led Penn State legend, but he's just not that guy at this point in his career. Um, I, I don't even have too much to say about the Titans here because I, I obviously made my thoughts on the AFC South known. I really don't think it's a very good division. I don't think that the Titans will be that good at all this year. I think Ryan yeah. Tannehill, you know, we might see. And then there's Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tenure, Ryan Tannehill this year. Obviously, Derrick Henry coming off a severe injury as a running back. We'll see. I mean, it's it, the Titans will be good enough to beat the Giants this year, though. That's for sure. So, yeah, yeah, the Giants are uh, they're going to be bad. But uh, all right, we got four games left. Three pretty good games here, and then yeah, one that Monday night is going to be terrible. Raiders Chargers, what a battle! I mean, I'm excited for this game. Yeah, this division is just going to be so interesting. I'm going to go with a little bit of an upset. I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders here. Week one. Away. Um, I don't know, man. Something about that Raiders offense. I just think it's going to be so good. 
I think that the Chargers are without J.C. Jackson right now, which I think will play a huge factor in this game because those weapons are just going to be so tough to guard, I think. And, you know, I'm just going to pick the Raiders. Kind of a gut feeling. They beat them last year in that big game down the stretch, uh, or week 17, last game of the season, uh, or week 18. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to be really good. I still believe they'll win this division. Um, I just think that the Raiders are going to win week one. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Just sort of maybe to combat you, for, if if for no other reason than that. But and I think these are both two really good teams. But I think that the Chargers defense is probably probably better. I mean, obviously, they have, they, they have the start yeah. on the side of the ball. Obviously, their home field advantage is really sort of like negligible because it'll be all Raiders fans there because, you know, the yeah. Raiders don't really have a fan base since they have – you know, relocated since Los from Los Angeles. LA is definitely a Rams town, you, for sure. I feel like the Rams have got kind of a solid really, I don't fan even really now. think that they care about the Rams either, though. LA is one of those towns where, like, I when I went to the Dodger game the other week, you can kind of tell, like, it's just kind you kind of just go Fast. to the games for like. To I be think seen they, they, like, I think the team that they really, really care about though is the Lakers. I think that's the team really that. Yeah, they, I think that's. So, I mean, obviously, that home field advantage doesn't really exist, but I- I'm still going to go with the Chargers here. I think my boy Jay Herbo is going to win some revenge from, you know, obviously that baffling decision to call time. I, I still I felt like a fever dream that game. That was unreal, That you know, that, that last game of the regular season last year. That was, yeah. I mean, it seemed like the greatest game of the season, and then we had Chiefs Bills in the playoffs, yeah. which was – Probably the greatest game I'll ever watch in my lifetime, if I had to say. I don't know how it could get any better than that. Yeah. Chiefs, Cardinals. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I'm not a huge believer in the Cardinals, to be honest. I think that, you know, Hollywood Brown should be nice, but, you know, they are without D Hop here. That defense still is a little suspect to me. I think the Chiefs are just going to rip them apart. I think Patrick Mahomes, I think he's going to have a great year. You heard him come out and say, actually, I don't know if it's t- yesterday or today. But, uh, you know, he said that, you know, this offense, you know, it's not going to be just Tyreek and Travis catching the ball. It's going to be, you know, every week it's going to be a different guy. So, you know, fantasy-wise, hope we pick the right guy. Um, I do think Travis Kelsey will still be heavily involved. But, I mean, even in the preseason, they were using a bunch of these other tight ends. It's going to be interesting to watch. Obviously, I'm excited to see Juju, to be honest. I think Juju could have a huge year. I think he's being undervalued in fantasy um they do have other guys mccall Har- i mean mccall hardman is what he is I, we've seen mccall hardman at this point but sky Moore, um you know some fresh blood on that team at the wide receiver room so we'll see but I, i'm not a big believer in the cardinals i think that that team still isn't that great so i'm gonna go with the chiefs here yeah i'm gonna go with the chiefs as well here i really think that there's a good chance that Cliff Kingsbury is fired midway through the season because <laughs> there's i always the Cliff say Kingsbury I, agenda I know I'm running. I'm running it, Griff. I'm absolutely running this agenda here. I mean, I think that this is a guy who went 31 at 35 at Texas Tech. They happened to strike gold at number one, one year, and he's been living off Kyler Murray's back since, and he really hasn't done anything. The furthest he's got is losing in his first playoff game. And I just don't think that, <laughs> that was a bad loss last And a bed in, in an embarrassing fashion. Well, like you, like yeah. you just said, I, uh, you know how I feel about the Chiefs. I'm a Patrick Mahomes fanboy. I'm an Andy Reid fanboy. I think that they're one of the best teams in the league. I still think that they're the best team in the AFC West. I think they're going to steamroll the Cardinals. Yeah, I think that that, that game could get ugly. Bucks cowboys Oh, I love this matchup. Um, prime time, Sunday night. 
you know, not having Al Michaels is going to be weird. I, I still don't get the whole Amazon Prime football. I think that's – I don't – I'm I'm not sure if I'm on board with that. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting game. Bucks Cowboys, what do you think with this one? I mean, I'm sure you're picking <laughs> against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going against the Cowboys here. I think that they've gotten worse in the offseason. I think that they are definitely less starting on offense. But they obviously do have, you know, the best, one of the best defensive players in the league back there, Micah Parsons. Uh, but I'm going with the Bucks week one. I think that, you know, they're second-best team in the NFC pretty clearly. And I, I think that they, they're going to go on a deep playoff run this year. Uh, and Tom Brady owns the Cowboys. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with, uh, with, with the Buccaneers here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers, too. I think that this team should be good. I mean, the Brady – you hear all these things about Brady's yeah. marriage being in trouble, and, you know, he looked kind of like a mess at that one press conference. Um, but the one thing about him is is once, you know, football starts, this guy's going to be on it no matter what's going on. Um, yeah. Chris Godwin, full participant today. I, I don't know if he's going to play, per se. If he does, it'll be uh, on a, a snap count, but – Good sign for the Bucks. I mean, that guy, uh, when he is healthy, is so good. Um, Fournette should play well. I mean, this Bucks team still is really good. The only concern, I guess, is that O line getting banged up throughout the the preseason and training camp. But yeah, like you said, the Cowboys got a lot worse. And last, I mean, last year Thursday night was you know this was the game, and and what a performance! And I mean, that was a great game. So hopefully, it'll be something like that. And Dallas, like we've kind of talked about, the key this year offensively, it's probably going to be that run game. Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, you know, with the losses at receiver, those guys are going to have to step up if this team is going to, you know, achieve the goals that they have set and uh, that come with the Cowboy cowboy image. But I'm going Bucks, like you said, for uh, for this matchup for sure. And then the last game of the week, Broncos Seahawks, Monday Night Football. With Joe Buck and Troy Aikman now, a lot of broadcast changes this year. I mean, everyone kind of just flipped around to uh, to different networks, it seems. Um, I mean, this is a pretty easy pick here. The Denver Broncos. Broncos country, let's ride week one. I'm going to ride with the Broncos. Um, I think this team should be – like I said, I'm, I'm not the hugest believer in this team. I'm not as big a believer. I think they've been very overhyped at times. Although I do feel like the hype is cooled down a little bit with the Broncos, but I do agree. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna pick them in this game. The Seahawks are starting Geno Smith, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the with the and uh, Russ coming back to Seattle. Like he's gonna put on a show. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was gonna mention a lot of storylines week one. I mean, former players and their teams, but I mean, obviously with Baker and Russell Wilson, but the NFL scheduling, man. I mean, it's just like <laughs> yeah. you have the Baker, you have Russ, and then. My favorite is Deshaun Watson suspension and the first game back is yeah, in Houston. That's, that's some crazy. I mean, that's just bad, man. That it's <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> that's a head scratcher. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna go with the Broncos here. Obviously, I, I did predict them this last in the FC West, but you know, I still think they're going to be a pretty good team, like 10 and seven, you know, maybe 11 and six, somewhere around there. And obviously, like you said, the Seahawks are starting. There's a lot of all for quarterback play uh, this weekend around the NFL. I mean, we talk a lot about how good the elite guys are, but I mean, there are a lot of teams that are just, you know, not, uh, not, 
not exactly going all out to win right now. Uh, <laughs> that's reflected sort of at the quarterback position. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos here. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I mean, there's like these, uh, you know, four to five teams per se with these, you know, crummy quarterbacks. But next year, most of these teams are going to be bad and, and they're going to be picking quarterbacks. So um, it's kind of uh, a, because yeah. of how bad the quarterback class was this year. It's almost a, a bridge to next year to get uh, a new set of rookie quarterbacks and no rookie quarterback starting week one. First time that's happened in a, a long time from what I uh I don't remember the year it's since maybe like 06, 08 or something like that. Could could even be further back, but um, yeah, pretty crazy. But week one, I can't believe there's football. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm 20, excited. Man. Almost Obviously, 24 hours from now. Buckeyes victory, Griff. I mean, well, last Saturday. It's a little, yeah, I mean, that, that was a, a good week of football, college football. Um, I'm a, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, uh, the LSU finish. I mean, oh my God, I wasn't watching it live, but I watched insanity. the highlights. And yeah, that was no, crazy. Was I mean, insanity. That was just. Oof. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were trying to outdo each other. Probably yeah, I, more. There were some uh, Georgia beat down Oregon. Obviously, Alabama had a big win. Um, yeah. College Florida. football. Yeah. Although, I mean, they're speaking of college football, the twelve-team playoff was approved. I mean, real quick. I yeah. guess that's a good thing to kind of round out the episode. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, an expansion. I think a lot of people were for an expansion. I'm going to be honest, though, 12 teams, I think it's a little bit too much. I think yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm as big a – yeah, I, what are your I'm thoughts? I'm definitely in agreement with you, Griffin, here. I mean, I just – here's my thing. I love college football as much as the next guy. I really mm-hmm. do. But there – Usually there aren't even four, you know, a lot of counter argument people are making, oh, there are beatdowns in the 14 playoff every year anyway. But what they don't realize is that they're kind of making the argument for the other side because there aren't four teams worthy to be a national champion every year. That's why there's a blowout every year. Usually there's one. Sometimes there are two. And if you're lucky, there are three that are good enough to actually compete for a national championship. And that scenario is why I was introduced, but... A 12-team playoff, I just don't get it. I mean, I understand what they're doing, and money talks. I get it, but it, it just I, – I don't love it. And I think it's also, you know, if Ohio State or Alabama loses on the road in the middle of October, you won't. it won't have that same feeling. It won't say – you know, it won't – it just won't. I think it'll take away a, a lot of that upset atmosphere in college football, and I think that'll suck. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it – yeah, losing one game is is no longer going to be, you know, you have that huge risk of, you know, not making the college football playoff. Like, you could lose two games and probably still make it in with 12 teams. I, I think 12 is way too much. I don't know. And it's a weird number, too. I mean, it is. It is really a weird number. Why not just do eight? And Paul, like, eight is easy. I mean, you do one, eight, two, two, seven, three, six, four, five, and then go from there. I mean, it. Eight is easy. You're going to get down to eight anyway, but like no one's going to want to. The, I mean, there's going to be beat downs in the, in the 12 team. And there yeah. were going to be beat downs with an expansion anyway, obviously. Like a one and eight seed playing was yeah. going to get ugly, but uh, I think it's too many teams. And also, like, the 12th seed, like, it's not going to be that good of a team. Like, they're going to be like. Oh, that's right. Exactly. And they're going to, you know, it's, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe I'm sure one year there's going to be like a 10 seed or something that just makes a run which will be very fun. But the rest of the years, it's just going to be, it's going to end up being the same four teams almost every yeah. time probably. Sure. And, uh, you know, you're going to have Alabama there. You're going to have Ohio state there. 
Clemson. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, they're kind of in a weird lull right now, but, you know, they're, they they got to turn their program around. But, you know, Georgia right now is on top. Uh, USC should be good. There's, you know, there's going to be a lot of good teams, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it's a little too many teams, but I think an expansion is good. Just uh, 12 is such a weird number. When I saw 12, I was just like, what the hell? I mean, eight, it's, I feel like eight was just perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even against the four-team playoff necessarily, but, yeah, I mean, you're going to see Alabama-Georgia there for a while. Let's be real. Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, and anything goes. I think the one thing that is cool, though, is that they are doing on-campus playoff games. I think that's great. I think that's a great addition. Um, That'll be fun. Those will be fun games, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think, I mean, it is cool, I guess, for – it introduces more schools, like a Northwestern, per se, like, Maybe they have a really good year and are like a 10 or a 12 seed and they get in one year, even though they'll get probably destroyed and, you know, you get in the playoff. I guess that's cool, you know, buy a T-shirt. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, BYU sneaking in and having to play Bama? Though? Like, come on, <laughs> come on, man. Or, like, what if, like, what if, like, I'll give you another example. What if, like, one year, like, like Tulane goes on some kind of crazy run. They go twelve and zero in their shitty conference or something. <laughs> just like Jesus Christ, like I just don't yeah. get involved. It's a lot of it's a lot of teams, and I get it. But I think college football to, college football is going to look very very different from what we know in you know in a very by the time Griffin and I are you know have graduated, I think the college football landscape will be significantly significantly different. Yeah, I mean, you already look at uh, UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten in a few years. I mean, that's just – seems like that's just the start. It's going to be crazy. But, um, yeah, with that, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Very fun episode. Like we said, there won't be an episode this weekend. Um, or I don't know if we said that. No episode this weekend. Uh, it's yeah. kind of a bridge. But hopefully next week we'll, we should be back next weekend. So – Enjoy the first weekend of football, folks. If you haven't already, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Follow our podcast on Instagram at Outside the Arena Podcast. Appreciate all the support. And, uh, you know, we'll see you soon. That's for sure. Hopefully next weekend on Outside the Arena.